Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Sacred Slut Podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for you if you are ready to live a life full of pleasure, passion, and prosperity through your feminine flow and magnetism. This podcast will give you everything you need to step into your power, embrace your inner slut, and fall in love with being a woman even in today's society. Every week, we cover topics like spirituality, relationships, sex, pleasure, and living a pussy-led life. I have used these tools and teachings to create a business from flow, reignite passion in my relationships, have mind-blowing sex, and manifest the really big stuff like my dream apartment, soulmate clients, and money in my bank account. And I did all this while prioritizing pleasure and embracing my feminine radiance. So now I teach my clients to create their own version of success through the power of their pleasure and live a life that turns them the fuck on. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own through the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, abled, bodied woman. I do fully believe that living a pleasure-filled life is inclusive and possible for everyone. And I am always open to receiving feedback on which I can improve. All in all, take what feels really good and pleasure-filled and leave the rest. I want you to think of this podcast as your weekly dose of pleasure that will get your juices flowing and leaving you craving for more. I am so turned on to have you here, so let's just dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sacred Slut Podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. Today's going to be such a good one. I feel like I say that every time, but (laughs) it's because they're good, okay? So today, we are talking about debunking fears and what that actually looks like, how you can do it yourself, and why this is so important in order for us to go after our dreams and to live our life in a authentic way, which you guys know I am all about. So I think the first thing, I mean, obviously that we can say is that fear holds us back, right? It's probably the biggest block that we have. And sometimes I feel in what I have done and the things that I'm going to be showing you, the tools that I've used in order to kind of dive a little bit deeper with my fears, is that there are a lot of fears that we don't necessarily see for ourselves. I feel like a lot of the times we suppress our fears. We, you know, don't want to look at them. We don't want to think about them. And when we kind of do that, we have these like surface level fears that are masking themselves as our deep fear underneath. But really, it's like the deep wounded inner child that's really dictating how we show up in our lives. And that is the real fear that we want to get to and almost kind of debunk, nurture, bring to light all the things, right? So what I have noticed um, is that a lot of the time our fears kind of go into the same type of categories. So a lot of the times 
what I see is that it's usually a fear of rejection, um, fear of judgment, which would like go into rejection. You know, that looks like judgment. That looks like not being accepted in some way, shape or form, not being seen or being seen for who we truly are and not being accepted. Um, also the fear of that we will kind of lose control in some way, that we will not be able to trust ourselves, all the things like that. So these are just like some few categories that we'll kind of be going into. So I asked you guys on Instagram and in my Facebook group, if you're not in those spaces, highly recommend to definitely get in there so that way you can kind of be a part of these podcast episodes as well. I have everything always linked down in the show notes. So I asked you guys, what is the fear that is holding you back from living the life that you truly desire? And you guys said a lot of the same thing. So I kind of picked the ones that were the biggest um, repeats that I saw over the <laughs> over the different ones that you guys submitted. So I want to kind of go through this and show you my process of how I kind of debunk these fears. So hopefully that you can do it for yourself as well. So this is an important tool that I've learned, which is, you know, basically fear inventory, getting to know your fears, getting really intimate with your fears. And that looks like getting out a piece of paper basically every day <laughs> and to write out everything that you're fearing or everything that you feel is keeping you back from what you truly desire. So you can write out, you know, I really desire this, but I deeply fear this, this, and this. So what this gives you an opportunity is that your subconscious mind will kind of come out of the woodwork after you've wrote out your surface level fears, right? It's like you can probably jot down three to four, maybe five fears that you consciously see. And then as you kind of move through the process, more fears start to come up and they start to come out of you. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, oh, holy shit. Like, I did not know that this is what I was fearing. And this is actually much deeper than these surface level fears that I can easily debunk, right? And of course, you know, sometimes you can go through all the fears and be like, oh, debunked, 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 right? And that just gives you like a better self-trust muscle. So that way when these fears come up again, because they will, because we're human and we love our patterns and we love our safety and our ego loves safety and all that shit, right? So of course we're going to like go back to those fears, but we can always come back to the debunking, right? It's like, oh, I've already seen this. I recognize it. I'm familiar with it. I'm friendly. I'm intimate with these fears. And now I can actually step into that leadership role and go, um, you know, we're done here. We've done this before. I know that this is just me trying to keep myself safe. And now it's like they become smaller and smaller and smaller as time goes on and you keep bringing them up. They become more and more mundane, right? The first time you write them out, it's like, oh my God, these fears are so big. I can't handle this. This is a lot. And as you go through and as you debunk and as you start building that self-trust muscle, you recognize like, oh, it becomes easier and easier and easier as as you get familiar with it. Because the goal is, is that every day you're going to be sitting down writing your fears. And most of the time you're going to have the same type of fears, even if you've debunked them, right? It's like, 
even though I debunk these, I'm still feeling this fear. And that's okay, right? Because our subconscious is like so programmed and it's up to us to have that repetition in order to like actually reprogram it and become comfortable with these fears, right? So the idea is that after a while, these fears that you keep writing down and repeating are going to start to become mundane. And you're going to go, oh, why am I still writing this down? Like, yes, I understand. It's over. It's done with. I'm kind of over it at this point. It's become so mundane. And that's kind of the goal that we want to get to, right? And I know that this kind of counter or contradicts most like manifestation practices, which this is why I always say you guys are so much more to manifestation and I take a very holistic and different approach to it that really incorporates humanness because manifestation can easily, what I've seen with a lot of the stuff going around is that it's not taking into account like your humanness. <laughs> um, it's very falling into toxic positivity. And I know that we've had these conversations before, so you guys will have to check out my other manifestation episodes if you haven't already. But the idea is, is that you're going to become more and more like friendly with these fears. And it's so much better because again, when we were talking about manifestation, a lot of these things lie in our subconscious brains. And if we don't bring them to light, they're going to stay there, right? That inner child that child's dictating our lives, right? And if she's fearing, will mommy and daddy love me if I do this or not? And are my friends going to accept me, right? You know, if she's fearing that, that is how we're showing up in our life. And it might sound, you know, dumb and that we've gotten over this, but it's really not. This is how our brains are just wired, right? So it takes a little nurturing. It takes that time to go to that inner child and go, hey, I got this. You know, these fears are becoming more and more mundane, right? So I want to show you how I'm going to debunk these fears going forward. And hopefully if this is one of your fears, you will get something out of it as well. And you will see kind of the different perspectives and how you can um, start to debunk and face your own type of fears. So ideally, you would write out these fears and then you go, okay, what can I change? What can I control? What can I kind of release and let go of? So let's go with the first one here which this was a very popular one. And I just have to say, I resonate with this one deeply as well. I've had to debunk this for myself as well. So I'm going to kind of dig a little bit deeper onto this one, spend a little bit more time on it. So the first one, which came up a lot, which is becoming so, I fear that I will become so busy and overwhelmed. So therefore I will let people down. So this kind of comes from a fear of, disappointing people, being rejected, right? Being judged. Um, and it also kind of in Catholic in has a fear around, mm, like this isn't really going to be my dream life. I'm not going to really be authentically, this gives me people pleasing vibes. Let's just say that, right? It's like, I am going to become so burnt out and so overwhelmed because I really deeply desire the acceptance of others. And if I don't get their acceptance, then it won't be worth it <laughs> because I am going to be so busy and so overwhelmed, right? And so I I really challenge this with like the fear around becoming so busy and overwhelmed, right? There is so much that 
reprogramming around hustle mentality that we have to really look at with this fear, which is that basically it's the idea that I can only be successful or live my dream life if I am sacrificing, if I am hustling, if I am basically giving everything away and I don't have anything left over. And I would really challenge that, is this actually your dream? (laughs) You know, if you feel like it's already going to be really hard, if you feel like it's going to be a lot of work, right? And this could absolutely be your dream, right? This um, This is something that I've had to work through as well. But it's like how we feel our dreams are represented in society is how the only way that we've seen it, right? And how we see people quote unquote, be successful in our society is by hustling, um, being on all the time, doing all the things all the time, sharing their whole life all the time. And that can be really overwhelming for people like me who are highly sensitive. And I love to just be present in my life. And so it's finding that balance between finding that evidence that there are a people that are very successful without having to be on all the time. And the thing is, is that we don't see these people unless we really search for them because they are being more present in their lives, right? They are doing the things that bring them joy and pleasure, but they're in the background making multi-million dollars a year, right? (laughs) And it's just, I know that that's not the example that we always see, but that is where there are people out there that are building their dream life. And maybe your dream isn't to be a multimillionaire, but I'm just, I'm assuming with this and correct me, you know, fill in the blanks, take what resonates, right? I'm, I'm assuming that this has to do with like money or impact or influence because it's like, I'm going to be so busy. And then there's also the piece around letting people down, right? Whether that's like family, um, friends, or that could be clients, right? That could be your followers. That could be, you know, the people that look up to you, right? Um, so the other side of this is like, how can you bring in this trust muscle? The trust muscle is the most important piece when it comes to fear, right? It's like, do I trust myself to not be human, <laughs> right? Do I trust myself to never be overwhelmed and to let never let people down and to be perfect all the time? Like, no, you can't, you can't fucking trust that or promise that because you're human, right? So the other side of it is like, no, I can't trust myself to be perfect all the time or to never feel overwhelmed or to never like disappoint people, right? But can I trust myself to fucking handle it and to correct it? Yes, right? So that's the piece of it. And if you feel like you can't trust yourself to that extent just yet, like that's okay, but that's something to look at and to work on. So it's like, how can I build that trust in myself that I'm going to show up, that I'm going to take care of the things that I need to take care of, that I'm going to put pleasure first. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to put my values first, right? And then I'm going to trust myself to find a balance, right? So when things are not working, right? So when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Can I trust myself to like take a step back and to honor that, right? And then it's looking at, okay, well, maybe I can't trust myself to do exactly that yet. So then what are my patterns? What do I need to look at? How can I hire support in these aspects, right? So if I'm feeling like, 
you know, I think about this a lot and going into business and creating the business that I desire. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to be so overwhelmed that I'm going to be like having to do all the housework and do, you know, all the things and run a multi-million dollar business or whatever it may be. Right. And like, the thing is, is like, no, but I won't be able to do all that. Right. Without being overwhelmed or burnt out. But can I trust myself to like delegate? Can I trust myself to trust others to help me, to support me, right? Can I trust myself to take a break if I need to take a break, right? Like, and trust that like the people that are in my life and the people that I influence and impact and my clients that I'm going to show up for them and that they're going to understand that I need to take a break sometimes, right? How can I build these systems into my life? to make sure I am balanced and supported and feel really good to creating whatever I want to create. So that's a big one there. And so we just kind of, you know, debunked all of that. But I encourage you to like take your own, take what feels good, leave the rest and also create your own system. Like how are you going to trust yourself to feel supported to make sure that you're putting yourself first, right? And a lot of this trust muscle is starting these things right now, even though you're not like technically, quote unquote, maybe not living your dream life or being authentically you just yet, or you're still on like a discovery journey. It doesn't matter. It's putting these systems in place now. And this is why I talk about with business as well is like, we always think that we have to like do the grind, do the hustle. And it's like, no, you can start with prioritizing pleasure from day one, you don't have to do this like, you know, hustle song and dance to feel worthy of these things. You can get to feel worthy right now and have these systems put in place because we're here for a good time and a long time. Okay, guys, <laughs> we don't have to pick and choose. We get to have a good time and be here for a long time, right? So the next fear that I have is that, and this kind of goes into, you know, the same thing of like, I fear that I'll have to restart from square one and I don't want to do that again. So maybe I'm not living the life that I want to right now. And I'm, but I'm so afraid of starting over. That's super scary. Right. And I totally feel this, you guys, like literally starting a new business in a pandemic. Hello. I am like literally the queen of this. Um, right when my business was starting to be very lucrative, I, took a chance and walked away from it, right? The business that I had been building for five years and learned a lot in, and it was finally starting to be pretty fucking lucrative. And I walked away from it. And could I have went back? Totally. But, and of course there was that fear of like, oh my God, I'm starting over and this is so overwhelming and so uncomfortable and I'm learning all these new things. Of course. But like, this is what it comes down to is that there is always pain. <laughs> and like, oh God, not to sound morbid, but like pain is always inevitable, right? Whether it's the pain of like not pursuing your dreams, right? Or it's the pain of starting over, or it's the pain of being uncomfortable and doing new things. Pain is always going to be inevitable, but suffering is not. And if you are staying in this place that you hate, right, you are suffering. You're choosing to suffer a little bit more, right? And of course, you know, there's nuances to this and only you can really decide for yourself what is worth it and what isn't. But I really challenge you to 
think about, am I choosing a false sense of safety here over just facing like short-term pain? Am I choosing long-term suffering over short-term pain? Because pain is definitely inevitable in the human experience and we cannot avoid it. And I think when we, once we kind of accept that, there's a lot that we can change in our lives, right? Because a lot of the time we are living out of trying to avoid pain as much as possible. And inevitably that leads to more pain and more suffering. But if we can just take a step back and understand that like pain is inevitable, we've accepted it. We can kind of live our life from a place of like, oh, I'm not trying to just like make sure everything gives me a sense of safety. You're able to take a little bit more risk. You're able to step into this like new version of yourself, even if it's fucking uncomfortable. You understand that this uncomfortableness, this feeling of dis, sorry, uncomfortableness, discomfort, (laughs) this feeling of discomfort is way more worth it than sitting in that stagnant suffering place. And what I found as well with my own journey is that I was prolonging the inevitable, right? Which is like trying to give yourself a false sense of safety and trying to avoid pain for as long as possible, right? Because ultimately doing my business, the first business that I had over coaching was that I wanted to be a coach, but I felt that I wasn't ready yet or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, sure, you'll never fucking be ready. Um, But you can decide that like, hey, I'm ready right now. And I want to step into this. And like, because the more I prolong this process, the longer it's going to fucking take. So that's kind of my debunking on that. (laughs) Um, Because people always start over. So it's like, would you rather just like, bite the bullet and start over right now or prolonging starting over because inevitably it might happen. Um, And sure, could I like, again, that false sense of safety, like, could I have stayed and did my business for a little bit longer, saved up a little bit more, did this and that? Sure. Why not? But at the end of the day, it was going to be prolonging the inevitable, which is that I was going to have to face that discomfort of starting over again. But it's so fucking worth it, right? Because at the end of the day, I knew that that wasn't going to be my forever career. That wasn't going to be what I wanted to do forever. So I bit the bullet and started early and sat in that discomfort of starting over and being new again. And what you'll find as well is that when you do quote unquote start over, there's actually a lot of things that you know and (laughs) learn. And that for me, you know, I I had already owned a business. So I was able to kind of take on this new business with a little bit um, of the knowledge that I had already had. So it's like, that was very fucking relevant, but I could have looked at the two industries and been like, oh no, they're not the same. But I decided to look at all the things that I could bring to the table already and play to that. And so it didn't feel like, even though I was starting over, it doesn't feel like that sometimes because I have all this knowledge from previous and I'm sure you fucking do too, because a lot of these um, skill sets that you have from like other jobs, other things, they can translate into many different industries. So it's just finding that spot that works for you. So let's see, what's the next one? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, so this one, this fear is, I fear that I don't fit the appearance of the role I wish to be. So I'm not too sure the context on this one, 
But if I had to guess, maybe it's some sort of industry role, some sort of like, you know, um, something that maybe a lot of looks are involved. So I would say that I do not with this because I don't have the context. I just want to say that like I am not bypassing the very like patriarchal beauty standards that we have in our society. So obviously if you're thinking about being a model or thinking about things like I'm not going to sit here and be like you can like you know there are very fucking fucked up systems in my mind that unfortunately still really play into these standards, right? And we all do to some certain extent, right? However, I think this comes from a fear of like, I'm afraid that people won't take me seriously, which comes back to a fear of not being accepted for who you truly are. So I would say that in how, okay, so first off, I would say that think about the role that you want to be and think about the kind of feeling that this role, you believe this role is going to give you because that is really your why. And this kind of detaches you from necessarily that outcome, right? That you feel limited by, that you feel like you can't get into this specific outcome that you're desiring, right? So I would definitely think about what does this role bring me? What am I actually searching for here? What is the feeling behind this? Why do I actually want this? And when you boil it down to feelings, sensations, um, what you actually want to achieve out of it, you find that like there are plenty of different ways for you to have these feelings, have this why be fulfilled without this specific outcome. So that's kind of the first thing I want you to think about is like, why exactly do you want to do this? What is the feeling behind it? Um, why do you feel like you won't be accepted, right? Um, because that might not be true either, right? That could just be a limited mindset, but I don't know like the context and the nuances. So it's up to you to kind of fill in the blanks and see what comes up for you. So then the second part of that is after you've had the why come out, it's like, okay, how can I carve out space in my life or carve out space in an industry to where I can fulfill this why without being so attached to this specific outcome? So let's say you do want to be a model, right? And there are these like standards, these beauty standards that the very small, very small minority fits into, right? So most of us are not going to fit into these like very high, unfortunate beauty standards, right? So let's say the, with that example. So think about why, like, how can you carve out space in the world where you feel like you can be accepted, for and express your why in a way that's going to serve you best. So I think about this and like, let's use the example of modeling once again, right? There are so many people that have influence that have become models to a certain extent that have, you know, carved out space in the industry through social media for being who they are, 
for expressing that they don't fit into the body norm, you know, by being more body positive, by carving that space out for themselves, by embracing their quote unquote insecurities or what industries like the beauty industry says that they should feel insecure about, right? And shedding a light onto that because ultimately that was their why. That was their why. So their why was to get this feeling, to share this impact, to show other people that, hey, you don't have to be limited by this beauty standard in order to be fulfilled in your life and your body, to accept your body, to love your body. And now they have such a big influence because of that, because they have fulfilled their why. So of course, that's a very small example. I don't know, you know, like I said, up to you to kind of find what works best for you and what exactly you want to achieve from that. But ultimately, it's coming back to like, how can I step into my authentic why, my authentic truth, and express that in a way that feels aligned with the feelings that I want to feel, with the like impact that I want to create for others? So ultimately, that is what is to focus on, right? And it's getting down to like the core of why you feel um, or why this is what you desire, right? And being completely detached from the outcome because it can come in so many ways, shapes, or forms that may be way more fucking fulfilling than you once thought, right? Because for me, like, let's say I want to be a model. Actually, I want to be an actress for a long time, right? And the feeling is, is that sure, that's a hard industry to get into and all these things. And I'd have to study and I have to compete. Like, I didn't want that, right? But what I did want is I wanted a platform. I wanted to impact people. I wanted to make people feel something, right? And now I get to do that in a different way. And I get to use my skills from acting, to incorporate that into my life, right? So that way I feel good on camera. I feel good on TikTok. I like doing little skits and expressions on TikTok, right? And like, am I playing a character? No, it's not necessarily the same thing, but I do feel pretty fucking fulfilled by it because it's checking a lot of my creativity boxes when it comes to expressing myself, right? And that is authentic to me. And again, it's coming back to like, you know, the feeling of starting over or whatever, I get to use all these different skills that I've learned in my life. And I get to kind of be this person, be this creatrix, right, of all of this. And I get to encompass everything that lights me up. And that is my why. And this is why I talk about being multi-passionate, being a multi-passionate entrepreneur, being a feminine leader. It's all of those things. And when you're a feminine leader, you are multi-passionate, right? You're multifaceted. And that is normally frowned down upon and like, you know, in entrepreneurship and very masculine driven um, hustle mentality. But I really like to embrace all of those different sides and show myself and others that you can be multi-passionate. You can do all the things. And yeah. So that's ultimately where I'm going to leave you today. And I hope that you've gained a lot of value from this episode. If you did, I highly encourage you to join my Facebook group, share it on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm in those spaces all the time. I love it when you guys share the podcast. I really appreciate it when you guys share what really resonated with you. And if you want to share that in a community, I would highly recommend to join the Facebook group. You also get 
lives that I don't put on the podcast. So there's a lot more value to be taken as well. So anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that I debunked some fears for you. So go ahead and do some of your own fear inventory. Highly, highly encourage it. And I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Sacred Slip Podcast. I hope this episode has your juices flowing and has you feeling inspired to create your own version of a pleasure-filled life. I would love, love, love it if you could leave this podcast a rating and review, hopefully five stars. This really helps out the podcast to reach more women like yourself so that way we can empower each other and create a beautiful community. If this episode has brought you value, please share it with a friend, a family member, your partner, a coworker, or even on your social media. If you do post on your social media, make sure to tag me at Becca Joe Kavanaugh on your Instagram. So that way I can thank you and send you so much love. Also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that way you never miss an episode. If your pussy and intuition is craving more and to dive deeper into this work, check out my website and ways that you can work with me through my signature courses and intimate coaching containers. Sending you so, so much love, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye, sluts.